This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo H-O-U. Heads up. It's Rockets Media Day, and guess what? We've got a lot to talk about, but over at Apollo H-O-U, we just dropped three brand new shirt designs for one Josh Christopher, one Alperin Shingun, and one Usman Garuba. Go check them out at ApolloHOU.com. Now, we've got so much to dive into. I've got a mess of clips that I've like stitched together over here. It's going to be an, is it a nightmare to run through this? No, it's not. It's, it's going to be, it's going to go great. I, I hope. Um, I'm going to try not to get lost in all these notes that I've just got stacked up over here on my secondary monitor and how I want to run through everything. Um, you know, my immediate takeaway from this is, you know, it's, I asked on Twitter, I was like, okay, who won media day, right? Like which rocket or which, you know, which member of the Houston Rockets did you enjoy hearing speak the most? And I saw such a variety of answers. Like legitimately, it felt like so many of the rockets who spoke, who we learned from and and who actively uh, had a role in media day. We we really learned something about each of them. Uh, They really, you know, a lot of the guys come out, they had, you know, chips on their shoulder where they got, you know, really open about things, uh, both Daniel House Jr. and KPJ speaking to some of their struggles that they faced, um, Christian Wood and Alperin Shingun highlighting their relationship with head coach Steven Silas, which I thought was great on both accounts from them. Uh, and we're going to get into, into all these different guys and all the different takeaways uh, from this one. But I want to lead off by saying that we're looking across the NBA, right? And there's hubbub about what's going on with the vaccines and the Rockets came out and Rafael Stone started the press conference saying that we are 100% vaccinated. So that is a great sign for the Houston Rockets. Hey, the Rockets might win a few extra handful of games here and there just because they actually have a fully vaccinated roster compared to other NBA teams who may be missing uh, critical players depending on home versus away games or whatever situations are going on there. It's a conversation. It's a topic for another day. But that was kind of the great news to start with. But even before we got that news... On brand as all hell for Houston, a representative from Rockets PR took to the mic to say that the media day festivities would be delayed ever so slightly uh, past 11 a.m., which was the supposed start time. We ended up starting about 11.10, 11.15, because there was traffic on the way to media day. And then following that, <laughs> the rookies all saw food on their way upstairs, and they decided to stop and eat, because what 19-year-old doesn't want to immediately consume chicken tenders and burgers and whatever else they had catered out for the players uh, when they see the food. So I thought that, that that that was hilarious. It was on brand. It was a great way to kind of tee things off for media day. And I think, honestly, the vibe that we're going to get for this Houston Rockets season is a fun, energetic team vibe. And I think that Steven Silas and Rafael Stone kind of attested to that uh, early in their presser. 
you first. <laughs> <laughs> it was their trip to the Bahamas was great for them, uh, for them to come together as a group. You think about the young guys that we have, some of which are from overseas coming to a situation where we have established guys and older guys. So uh, for them to want to do that at that point, you know, usually that's a part where you're kind of thinking about your own game and thinking about um, your own skill development, but they were thinking more about like, how are we going to come together as a group? So um, am I too close? Um so that was great. It, it was really, really good for them to want to go down there and, and uh, do that. Um, I think one of the themes for this year is going to be that this group should really enjoy each other and have fun. And um, I fully intend to have fun. I think Coach does too. So I think it was from that perspective, it was a, it was a great kickoff. And of course, that was head coach Stephen Silas and GM Rafael Stone just talking about what kind of energy we can expect from this team this season. Now, I want to get into some of the deeper stuff a little bit, you know, in the second segment of this show, um, because I do think that KPJ and Daniel House Jr., Really, if I had to anoint a, a winner of Media Day, but somebody who really stole the show, I think it has to go to both of them. Uh, I think KPJ especially was very open about his situation, and we're going to hear more about that from himself. Uh, but ultimately, I think I come away from Media Day thinking that how can you not cheer for and root for this group of guys? I mean, they are clearly so very close to one another um, and they've grown tremendously in a short amount of time. Right. And I, I think that it's going to do wonders to see this group of guys, you know, so many young guys being able to come up, grow together and, and really take on their NBA careers at the same time. And the guy who has to lead them through all of that, right. Is head coach, Steven Silas, who Alperin Shingun had a great message for, uh, you know, some great words to share about Steven. Uh, yani şimdi söyleyeyim. Türkiye ile Amerikan uh, yani Amerikan NBA antrenörleri ile Türkiye antrenörleri arasında çok fark var. E, ve Kostaylis yani nasıl söyleyeyim? E, dünyanın en iyi insanlarından biri gerçekten antrenör ama bize antrenör gibi değil gerçekten arkadaş gibi davranıyor ve çok iyi iletişimimiz var. E, beni evine davet etti, yemek yedik. Çok iyi e, zaman geçiriyoruz beraber ve bize çok iyi yani çok sıcak davranıyor. E, koştuktan öte bir arkadaş gibiyiz Kosaylıstan. Co coach is just like a friend to me. So he's uh, you know it's it's not like a coaching staff in Turkey where you know they they look up to you like much in a higher regard, but it's like almost equal. I went to his house, I had dinner with him. Uh, very warm, very communicative. I feel very comfortable with him. Buraya e, ilk geldiğimde yani çünkü çok farklı Türkiye Ligi'nden geldim ve gerçekten çok fark var aralarında. E, Türk antrenörleriyle, Amerikan antrenörleriyle. İlk gördüğümde ne yapacağımı bilemedim çünkü diyorsun NBA'ye geldin her şey farklı. E, hani NBA kurtuluğu çok büyük bir insan olarak görüyorsun ama o gerçekten kendini öyle göstermiyor çünkü çok mütevazi, çok şey davrandılar. Coach was very down to earth. So I came here not expecting that because I looked up to my coaches like gods, like they're so much higher than me. And I'm here in the NBA. So am I going to look at even higher than that? Like when I, when I met the coach, but it really didn't feel like it. He's like a friend. He's, uh, he's a mentor. Shingun also believes that there is a, uh, quite a bit of talent on this roster. 
Buraya yani daha doğrusu NBA'ye bir yıldız olmak için geldim. Ve bu takımın da yıldızları arasında olmak istiyorum. Biliyorum çok iyi oyuncular var. Ben de o oyuncuların arasına girmek istiyorum. Ve bu takımda çok önemli bir rol almak istiyorum. I want to be one of the stars of the team. I know there are many uh, potential stars in this team and I'm going to work hard to be to become one of them. I wanted to leave the original quotes in there from Shingun. Shout out to our Turkish Rockets fans and listeners of this show and viewers of this show. Wanted to leave uh, those those answers true to his native tongue in the uh, in the clips that I selected. Uh, but let's also hear, you know, so so Shingun obviously, you know, has harbored a, a strong connection with Steven Silas and Christian Wood as well doubles down on the reason he joined the Houston Rockets. Uh, a lot, actually. You know, he, he came to see me in Miami. He came to see me, you know, in certain places I was in uh, training and working out. We've had dinner together. We've sat down. So um, for the first time in my career as a coach, you know, actually doing that, that much for me, it's, it, it means a lot. And like I said before, I, I did come here for Silas. You know, he believed in me and I believe in this organization. I think both of those bigs are destined for great things. Christian Wood obviously has his eyes set on making it to an all-star team, but uh, throughout other parts of his press conference, you know, he mentioned that ultimately those individual accolades, you know, come along with, you know, a winning mentality as a team. And I think that when you hear, you know, a guy like that who has spoken about wanting to be the franchise guy and having that mentality of, look, you know, he knows he has his own personal goals for himself, right? He wants to achieve certain things with his NBA career and, and believes himself capable of those things. But to hear him say that there's, you know, a team first mentality that the winning, you know, if, if you win at a team level and work towards that, that the individual accolades will follow. I think that's pretty huge. Uh, and then Alperin Shingun, you know, he was, uh, <laughs> he dropped the, dropped the happy line at one point behind the scenes, uh, the Rockets Twitter account. Uh, posting all the different little behind-the-scenes look from Media Day because hey, the cool thing about Media Day, right, is it's not just about media and asking you know these players and coaches questions and stuff like that. It's not about that at all. It's it's not just about that. I shouldn't say it's also about you know the behind-the-scenes stuff. Players are getting their photo ops done, all this different stuff, and so it's really cool to kind of tag along on their social media, the Rocket social media, and kind of see the little behind-the-scenes glimpses that we get from each of these guys. So I want to get into. Uh, a few of the other guys as well, because I'm going to try to run through clips for each one of the guys. I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to all of them. I've got ones you know set aside here. But uh, before we get to talking about Kevin Porter Jr. and Daniel House Jr., uh, drop in a quick word here from our friends over at rockauto.com. Because look, why would you want to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts when you can just visit rockauto.com and save your money? Look, if you're a DIY kind of person, if you know how to change the oil on your car, if you know how to replace your wiper blades, if you can swap out carpet, if you're handy with a toolkit, right, then check out Rock Auto because they're going to be able to help you save money and be able to fix up your car or truck for a lot cheaper than if you were to drive down the street and hit up the traditional like brick and mortar storefront, right? And besides, if you drive down the street, go there, you're going to get there and say, hey, I, you know, I need XYZ for this, you know, specification, this make, model, whatever kind of car. And they're going to be like, yeah, we don't even carry that part, right? So just visit rockauto.com. Their catalog is so easy to navigate. You can quickly find all the brands and specifications for your car or truck. This is the important part. When you're checking out, be sure to hit that or be sure to write in that little like, you know, how did you hear about us box? Be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's dive into 
before we dive into uh, you know what was what amounted to I think the the heaviest hitting uh, pressers uh, from Rockets Media Day with Kevin Porter Jr. and Daniel House Jr. Let's we'll just segue really quick for David Nwaba, who started his media day interview as such. They they're over here calling me Uncle Dave, and I, I don't feel I don't feel old myself. So I mean it's, it's it's weird, but I'm excited. Love that for David Nwaba, who went on to say that he you know he he loves the city of Houston. It's warm. It's a great place to play. He loves what this group is trying to accomplish. Um, it was just, it was a great fun way to start his uh, presser. And I, I really wonder which which of the Rockets are out there calling him Uncle Dave because Jalen Green later came out to say that uh, he's not one of the Rockets calling him Uncle Dave. So he, he made that perfectly and abundantly clear in his presser. But let's dive into Kevin Porter Jr., who I think really stole the show with what he had to say at Media Day. Um, I needed a new scenery where I was at, and um, they picked me up. Uh, when I was down, so, and that's another thing. Um, they didn't just, you know, pick me up and uh, just toss me anywhere. They, they um, gave me love and uh, gave me confidence in myself and motivated my motivation to, you know, make make myself a better player and in person. And um, they invested a lot in me, a lot in me, and um, I try to give them my all every day to repay him in some way. So, so Coach Silas, like, he took me under his wing. Um, and like, we talk a lot, a lot, a lot. And uh, it's not even about basketball all the time, you know, it's about food, <laughs> you know, the beach, just regular, you know, everyday uh, conversations. And um, that means the most to me because like, you know, sometimes I don't want to think about basketball, you know, like a ritual for me on game days, don't think, don't see or touch a ball until you get to the gym. So like just to balance, you know, everything out and um, not over be over eager when when it's game time, because that's when I play the worst. When I'm thinking about the game every day or I'm all night, can't go to sleep, waiting to play too anxious, too eager. That's when I play my worst. So I try to balance it. But. Like conversations like that is what helped me, you know, and he's here always 24 seven. So I know um, I have him one phone call away. How it all panned out. Um, I feel like I have, I'm just in a better, you know, space, um, better role. And um, I'm just being used better. I would say, um, I feel like the beliefs, they both seen I could be a, a special talent but, you know, Houston just knew how to utilize me and, and nurture me and take care of me, basically. So Kevin Porter Jr. really hitting on a lot of key points here. And I think it's so evident how much this organization really means to him to, to say what he said and to, to come out there and be that open. One, it what really stood out to me is I think – his comfortability level of being this open in a public media setting. I think that if you go back and look at some of his press conferences from last season, you know, he rejoined the team. Sure. He, you know, lit up the bubble and he came in. And I, I think at times I've commented on it before that he's very uh, animated and very hard on himself, like on the court when he makes a mistake and stuff. And I think that in his press conferences post game, I think there was still a little, I don't want to say self doubt, but like, 
He just wasn't quite comfortable in his own skin yet as a Houston Rocket. And I think throughout this offseason, getting closer with Coach Steven Silas, getting closer with Rafael, with his peers, with his teammates, you know, with his brothers, and really feeling at home in this Houston Rockets organization has done him wonders. And I've said, you know, time and time again that genuinely I think that this move, which we're going to hear from John Wall and Rafael Stone in segment three. This move to allow, you know, for John Wall to take to make the sacrifice really to sit out and to really allow Kevin Porter Jr. to take the keys of the franchise and really run with it and have that vote of confidence from Silas Stone, from the organization itself, from the fans, right? The fans cheering him on, wanting him to be, you know, the point guard of the future for this team. All of those things has to have helped so much tremendously from from where he was for the struggles that he had to where he is now. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit for him. And, and I truly think he is, you know, going to do amazing things for this Houston Rockets organization. And I can't wait to see him continue to grow. And I'm happy uh, for him just on a personal level as a human being because he seems to be in a much, much better mental headspace um, compared to where he was at previously. And it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch his career develop in Rockets Red. Another guy, a local Houstonian who's had uh, obviously a bit of a polarizing relationship with Rockets fans and, uh, you know, I think deserves, you know, to be cut some slack, right? You know, and I've already pushed back before on like the whole jersey number situation with Daniel House Jr. But, um, you know, he came out and, you know, he owned up. He said that, you know, in this league, you can never start over. Um, the only thing that can be revamped is your character. Uh, you know, he says he went through a slump of, you know, showing people him, but not his true character, uh, talked about his family issues that he had. And he said he can't really control anything else, but to, to show people that, Hey, he was younger, immature, bumped his head, stuff happened. And now he's, you know, he's past that. He's taken it one day at a time. And, you know, he wants to make sure that the, younger rookies on this roster, right? The young guys on this roster don't suffer from the same mistakes that he made. And so I even asked him, you know, I, uh, you know, here, here's my question to him as far as a leadership role would be concerned on this team. Hey, Daniel, um, with so many young guys now on this team, are you ready to kind of uh, take on a bit more of a vocal leadership role in the locker room, kind of really trying to establish a culture for these guys as they're starting their NBA journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but most importantly, basketball is a communicative sport. Uh, the team that communicates to shut the other team down is going to most likely win that night, you know what I'm saying, if the shots are falling. But uh, that's one thing that I have no problem doing, um, making sure that we talking to each other, being vocal as much as possible. If, if Ralph need me to carry a, a megaphone around here to, just to make sure that we win in some games to communicate with people, I'm going to do it. Uh, whatever role the team needs me to step into to, to to take in order to help this team. That's whatever I'm willing to do. This is more, it's bigger than just Houston. Like, like you said, I'm from here. So I'm, I want to give my home my all too. So when I play, I play for my home. I, not the last, the name on the back. I play for Houston too. You know what I'm saying? So um, being a vocal leader is probably going to be one of the biggest tasks for me this year as it being uh, an older guy, but I'm willing to do it. So I think Daniel has, you know, is ready, and by all accounts, for what we've heard from Stephen Silas and Rafael Stone, I think he is a guy that they do 
envision as you know being a part of this team moving forward and i think that was a big question mark heading into the season is what exactly is daniel house jr's role on this roster and i think everybody should buckle in and this might be an unpopular opinion here but i think he can still be a contributor and i think he can be one of the leading voices in the locker room you go some you go through something like that something personal like that then you know it, it can be a learning experience and it can serve to better you and then if you impart those lessons onto these young guys um I really think that's exactly the type of, you know, veteran leadership and mentorship that you need from the older guys on the roster to the younger guys so that those same mistakes aren't repeated. So shout out to Daniel House Jr. Um, and KPJ, who I think absolutely stole the show at Rockets Media Day. I've got a bunch of other clips that I want to run through here uh, and some other commentary, and we'll wrap things off uh, with John Wall and Steven Silas, who spoke last at Rockets Media Day. And we'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at Sleeper. Because look, the fantasy sports ex experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And another message from our friends over at betonline.ag because look, we are back and better than ever and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams make their way out to start another football season. We've also got basketball right around the corner. MLB still going strong. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the odds, news, info, everything that you need across all major sports. They've even got you covered for UFC, MMA, you name it, they've got it over at BetOnline. So head over to the website and use promo code NFL100 or locked on to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is NFL 100 or locked on for a 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, before we dive into what John Wall and Rafael Stone had to say and uh, uh how I feel about what Rafael Stone's managed to do in his time as general manager. Lost my words for a second there. Um, I've got a couple more guys that I want to run clips back for and just, you know, some, some you know, preliminary thoughts and takeaways from Rockets Media Day. And we're going to expound upon these, uh, you know, in, in these upcoming few days uh, throughout the remainder of this week, because there's no way that I could get to every single thought, uh, you know, in, in one podcast. Uh, in fact, I could probably just spend one podcast talking about the KPJ stuff, honestly, um, or talking about the John Wall stuff. It's just, but this is, you know, just a quick hitting, like this is the immediate reaction and takeaways from it. And we're going to also be joined by some guest voices, uh, hopefully a little bit later this week to also share their thoughts and insight as to what uh, took place during Rockets Media Day and what it means going forward for this organization, for this franchise. But Let's hear really quickly from uh, Daniel Tice uh, and his thoughts on what he provides to this team. Defensive anchor, like I said, um, that's what I did in Boston and then Chicago for a little bit. Um, the center always sees everything, like on the pick and roll. I got to be vocal. I got to be loud and then protect my teammates. Um, mistakes going to happen in the game. And then it's for me. Um, just be there, help my teammates out. And then also, 
on the other way around, like we got to trust each other on the court, like especially in the defensive end, mistakes happen, like I said, but we got to be there to, um, for, like, to cover for each other. Tice also following up, talking about playing with Christian Wood. Um, we can play together. Like, like I said, we want to play um, fast. We want to get stops and just run. So we did. Um, I played with double big lineup in Boston. Um, I played alongside Vucevic in Chicago, similar, like spacing the court as Christian. Um, for us now, it's going to be just learn how to play off each other, like to read the other guy. We play pick and roll. One guy's rolling, the other guy got to be spaced so we don't like make the course small. It's for just, like I said, for the next couple of couple of days, weeks, and then also the first games to to learn how to play each other and like know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So Daniel Tice, you know, believing himself to be the defensive anchor for this Rockets team, as well as being able to play alongside Christian Wood, two things that, you know, we've predicted for a while are going to come to pass. Um, still unsure, right? And I, I, I don't think I missed it anywhere, uh, but you know, I don't think anybody like came out right and asked Steven Silas, Hey, wh- what's your starting lineup going to be? Um, maybe that's one of those questions where it's just like, it's too, too blunt to ask. No, also, nobody asked Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, how tall he was. Uh, I wanted to sneak that question in there, but didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. Um, no, I kid, but, uh, so anyways, I, I do think that Tice, you know, brings an embodiment of, of that defensive personality um, to this team. And I think there's a lot of guys on this roster who bring a defense first mentality. And I honestly think that this team might be able to surprise a lot of people, maybe even myself, as to where they actually land in the grand scheme of things as far as uh, what their defensive potential is. And uh, Jay Sean Tate feels the same way. And he had some high praise for a fellow Houston Rocket. Hey, Jay, Sean, uh, with, you know, a lot of players on this team that really pride themselves defensively, you, David, Daniel Tice, um, you know, what do you think the defensive ceiling is for this group of guys? Um, I think we have some really lockdown defenders um, at, you know, different positions um, on the roster. Like you said, uh, the ability of Dave Nwaba, like you can literally tell Dave to go out there and stand in front of anybody and it's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough night like if you ask anybody he's just gonna keep working and and uh a lot of guys don't like to see that for four quarters and and you know with dt and and uh, with dt protecting the basket um i i think that's a piece that we were missing um at certain times last year and um he just makes us even stronger not sure how I snuck all, all, you know, along this entire podcast without talking about Jalen Green, who, um, you know, he again came into the room and was energetic, was smiling ear to ear. And, you know, I think that he had a moment where, you know, somebody asked him about being the potential, you know, franchise player. And he had, su- he had a really mature response, basically saying, you know, the organization, you know, Silas Stone, they're not really wanting to put that pressure on him right now, that it's ho- something that they hope he can grow into, obviously. Um, but they're not trying to, you know, put that label on him right now. And then the follow-up immediately afterwards was, are you ready for it? Or do you want it? And he, without missing a beat, he goes, absolutely. Right. And it's just every single time Jalen Green sits down and does a media availability or a, or a media session, you know, you see how much he really does 
want this and how much it means to him uh came out you know towards the end of his and said you know he wants rookie of the year that's obviously a goal of his uh and when asked about you know what he likes about kpj he had this to say i think we're both like kind of the same player um just he's a lefty and i'm a righty um so it's gonna be real fun uh what impressed me about his game he just he has fun on the court um always making plays looking to pass and he'll go get a bucket on you too so he kind of got the whole peggies. So Jalen Green sharing his thoughts on his uh, backcourt running mate of the future, and hopefully for a very, very long time and with multiple championship parades in both their futures, uh, talking about Kevin Porter Jr. Um, trying to make sure, who do I have? I got one more here. Uh, Eric Gordon, who sat down and did have to share, right, you know, what his, you know, what his thoughts are uh just on the on the outset of this new endeavor right being the longest tenured member of this team you know i always tell people my role doesn't change but i do have to speak up more you know uh you know in this league it's all about having a good routine and uh and uh with a younger team you got to focus in a lot more uh every day so uh, you know, like in the past, you know, you, when you're on your winning team, all you do is come in every day, do what you need to do. And and uh, it's all about being a star in, star in your role on when you're on winning teams. Like, you, you know what to do. And uh, and uh, when you're on a t- young team like this, everybody has to find their roles. They have to uh, figure themselves out. So uh, so that's what we're that's where we're in. So Eric Gordon, you know, going to have to be a bit more vocal. Um I think that the Rockets believe Eric Gordon can be a part of what they're trying to uh, create here, right? He is a guy who obviously knows his role, um, plays it to perfection, and he's definitely somebody who can help grow both Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. as you know that veteran in the backcourt alongside those two guys. Um, because he doesn't right take take reps away from the he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be an extremely effective player. And if EG is willing to you know be along for this ride, then I would love to see EG continue to be a rocket for a while. Honestly, I know people have thrown him around in some trade talks here and there, but ultimately, I think he's the guy that you could probably hope to keep on this roster as like the true OG old head, as he uh, referenced. Uh, he does not get called. Uncle Eric, uh, that the the uncle name is, ex, you know, explicitly reserved for David Nwaba, apparently. Uh, but let's get into. Uh, let me run it back really quick. The uh, you know immediate uh, commentary from Wall and Stone about the decision for Wall to uh, you know kind of step aside to sit out this season. Just uh, with, ever since I came here, everything's been professional. Just being with the organization and talking to Rafael and talking to Coach Silas. Uh, we just all came together to feel like it was the best decision for both part, parts of our team to decide to make that decision. But it wasn't easy. It was tough. But uh, And my job here is to be like a mentor, be a leadership, uh, try to teach these young guys like how the NBA goes and be here and be a support system throughout the whole season. One thing I want to add is I, I personally felt that John sacrificed a ton for our group last year. And so um, when we were trying to figure this out, I wanted to make sure – that we treated him really fairly. And cause he was playing like the plan last year was he wasn't supposed to play back to backs. And then like, I'm like looking up one day and like, yeah, we played last night. Right. Like why is John on the court? And, and so, but you know, and, and so, and which I appreciated like that, that's not coming from a bad place. That's coming from a great place. But, but part of our conversations this summer was making sure that, that 
we that that everybody is ends up in as good a place as they possibly can without people having to make sacrifices that that that they can't make you know and so um so anyway that but i, I did want to say that about what i felt like john did last last year for us and, and how appreciative we are yeah i mean i don't think anybody initiated it i mean one thing one thing i like about john or one thing that's unique about John is from like, we traded for him. I, I didn't, we didn't know each other. So, so we traded for him and then we sat down the next, he flew in, we sat down the next day and I think downstairs and we got kicked out of like two bars cause we weren't dressed appropriately. <laughs> and, uh, but we sat down, we had a glass of wine and we talked for like hours. And, and one thing that's been really good about our relationship this whole time is we just talk. And so we talked at the end of last year, we talked this summer, you know, it's just talking and talking and talking because you want to make sure you're always on the same page. And so I think, I, I think from my perspective, I don't know that hard is the right word, at least I, I think we're talking about maybe two different things, but in terms of our communication, it's always been very easy. And so then the challenge just becomes what, what can we find that works for everybody? Not and and not just for everybody, like for one minute, but works for the long term. And so, and so at least, you know, and, but and it's not like our communication is going to end today. That communication is going to continue for so long as we, well, for sure, for so long as he plays for us. And then hopefully, hopefully for a long time afterwards. So John Wall and Rafael Stone kind of coming to terms with what this, you know, separation, you know, is going to look like, what it can mean, all these things. And ultimately, I have to give props to both sides. And first to John Wall, because this situation could have been absolutely abysmal. It could have been ugly. It could have very been, it could have been Ben Simmons-esque. It could have been James Harden-esque. It could have been all of the above, right? Wall has been nothing but an absolute consummate professional since coming to the Houston Rockets. And I truly, th- I mean, he is, you know, appears to be a- of the highest character. He, re- he really does. And, you know, Steven, or I apologize, uh, Rafael Stone even, even said as much a little bit later on in their presser talking about who Wall is as, as a person. And for him to still want to be involved with this team, for him to still want to play a part in the development, the growth, the teaching of these young guys without at the same time, you know, kind of stepping on their toes and, and being a, a thorn in the side of the organization as to, you know, square peg, round hole, how do we make all sides happy, right? This was the you know agreement that they came to that made sense for all parties involved. And then again, to, to flip the coin, to look at what Rafael Stone has been able to accomplish in a short time as the Rockets general manager, he is actively and expediently working to revamp the Rockets image and how they take care of their players. It seems like Rafael Stone has basically done a complete 180 to how his predecessor, Daryl Morey, might have handled or, you know, really did handle relationships with players rather than just viewing them as as assets, right? And being willing to, you know, trade a guy at the drop of a hat, even if it meant a, you know, a 2% increase uh, in productivity or efficiency or anything like that, right? Rafael Stone appears to be really focused on the human element of basketball right of of these players as human beings as people and that's not to say that daryl morey is like a cold-hearted robot who doesn't like care about his players right i'm not trying to push that angle but there was a certain perception about daryl morey about the houston rockets that other players have commented on right and you know and i think that it led to a perception that 
largely held a negative, you know, uh, you know, was was largely viewed as a negative by the, you know, the NBA at large, right? Both in potential front office negotiations or by, by you know, potential free agents, all these different things. And Stone has turned around and absolutely made it, you know, apparently his his you know, entire goal to revamp, rehabilitate the image for the Houston Rockets and has done it in a very short amount of time, right? You know, I'm not sure if if Daryl Morey was still the GM and if the John Wall trade had gone through and last season went the way that it did, right? Maybe Wall's not sitting here having this conversation saying, yeah, I'm down to sit out, right? You know, Rafael said, you know, John is his rock. John is, is my guy, right? My dude. And he just appears to have a much healthier relationship with the players at least maybe publicly again you know we're speculating on a lot of this here but i think the public perception also has shifted greatly about the houston rockets and a, a large part of that the catalyst for that is gm rafael stone so i want to give him his credit where credit is due um again so many different storylines from rockets media day so many different ones that we're going to revisit and really dive into in the coming days um but just this being the initial quick hitter on rockets media day all that good stuff if you haven't done so yet please consider subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify google the brand new odyssey app make it your first listen of the day right turn it on in the morning hit it first show i would sincerely appreciate it. also on youtube if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel be sure to check that out but today's episode is over as always thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening and we look forward to having you back right here at locked on rockets your daily podcast home for everything houston rockets basketball